thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that qualifies us to go to heaven. That saves us, that washes us from our sins. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your mercies. Speak to us, O oh God. Speak to us. May we not be the same again. We pray that you speak through me, to me, and to us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. We may take our seat in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. sit there um, just a few just play a few tunes God is good and all the time God is good we're going to continue with our message we started three or four weeks ago I think three, three weeks ago amen and I'm sure you remember when I start to get the, uh, the verses. John chapter 15. We are going to read from verse 1 to verse 16. John 15, 1 to 16. Hallelujah. I am, okay, ESV. Very important. I am the true vine. Who is the vine? I am the true vine. Yes. Am I the vine? Are you the vine? Who are you? We are the branches. So Jesus says, I am the true vine. And my father, God the father, is the vine dresser continue every branch that's where we come in every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away if there is a branch that does not bear fruit he takes it away may you and I never be taken away because we are not bearing fruit oh Jesus and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit but pruning is not a nice thing at least to us it's 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 painful because you are cutting the rough rough edges so you ask you that's why sometimes people who are doing well sometimes go through some difficulties so that they are because they are being pruned because you ask i'm doing everything well Job asks, I'm doing everything, but what is going on? Why is it that I'm doing my best for God and this is what I'm getting? What do you think? The pruning. So it means if you're not being pruned, it could be that you're not bearing much fruit or you're not bearing fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. So anytime we read God's word, anytime we hear God's word, we are being cleaned. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Next. Remain or abide in me and I in you. So we must abide in Christ and he in us. As the branch cannot 
bear fruit by itself so without jesus christ of nazareth we cannot bear fruit there is no way we can bear fruit without jesus christ anyone who is outside of jesus cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides or remains in the vine so we must remain in the vine i think we are yeah good yeah so we must remain in the vine jesus christ Un unless we remain in the vine we can do nothing so jesus says unless it abides in the vine neither can you so a fruit cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine the same way neither can you unless you abide in me continue i am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and i in him he is it that bears much fruit for apart from me who is me only one there's no other me jesus apart from me you can do nothing so what so so you cannot do anything without jesus so you and i must link it to ourselves that without re abiding and remaining tightly in jesus we can't do anything for god we will just do some minor pick a few gravels from the floor a few things from the floor and then die and go home but when you abide in him and his words abide in you you will bear much fruit I see you bearing fruit. As I see you bearing much fruit. I see you bearing much fruit. Let's continue. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch. Imagine. Anyone who does not abide in Jesus is thrown away like a branch. So there are many Christians who are thrown away like branches because they are not abiding in Jesus. Because you can, you, you can be in, in church, but you are not abiding in Jesus. You can be in church, but his words are not abiding in you. And the word abide is remain. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. So this is where the withering comes in. When we don't abide in Jesus. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. May that not be your story or my story. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you there's a the, abiding is very important but there's a promise for those who abide what is the promise you will not be thrown away number two if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you wish and it will be done for you now ask what you wish someone will say oh you ask for spiritual things you are not smarter than jesus jesus says you ask what you wish some will say you ask what you wish that are spiritual things jesus didn't say that jesus said you ask what you wish but when you abide in him and his words abide in you you will not ask for a foolish thing you will not wish for a foolish thing don't shut me down preaching fine here you will not ask for a foolish thing and it will be done it will be guaranteed next verse by this my father is glorified the god in of the universe is glorified by bearing much fruit God is glorified when we bear much fruit and we prove to be his disciples as we bear fruit we'll talk about what the fruit is if you don't bear fruit 
you cannot say that you are glorifying God. I glorify God because I got a house. What is the scripture that she so shows that you, you glorified God by a house? God is glorified by you getting what you are looking for. But you don't glorify God by buying a house. Because it was God who gave it to you. So how can you glorify God by buying a house? How can you glorify God by getting a million dollars? That's not how you glorify God. You glorify God by bearing much fruit. Why do I see it? Because the Bible says so. Why? The Bible tells me so. Next verse. Who? Glory. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Remain in my love. So it shouldn't be that God doesn't love me anymore. No one loves me. Oh, I'm a miserable soul. What a miserable soul I am. Abide in my love. Abide. Remain in my love. Remain in, in the knowledge that I love you and dwell in my love. Dwell in my forgiveness. Dwell in my mercy. Dwell in my provision. Dwell in the fact that I love you so much that I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to look after you. I'm going to bless you. Oh, put your hands together for the God we serve. Next verse. Hmm. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. So, how do we abide in his love? So, that's something we need to work on. How do we abide in his love? We abide in his love not by just saying, I abide in his love. We keep his commandments and we abide in his love. So we have to try to keep his commandments so that we can abide in his love. Just as, I, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus kept his father's commandments in heaven. There was no need to keep his father's commandments. God, who is co-equal with God, who is besides God, who is he going to obey? That's what the Bible says in Hebrews, that Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. So when he became a man, fully God, fully man, he needed to be able to obey God and in obeying his father he abided in his father's love in the same way when you and i keep his commandments we abide in his love i want to abide in his love so i have to keep his commandments hallelujah to jesus next verse although he was okay yes that's right okay good hebrews 5 8 although he was a son he learned obedience through what he suffered he he had to learn how can god obey who is god obeying he, that's why he had to learn how to obey through his sufferings. Okay, let's go back. Continue. Continue. Verse 11. These things I have spoken to you. We are going to 16. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your, remo and that your joy may be full continue this is my commandment now remember this is critical we abide in his love when we keep his commandments we abide in his love and we are not thrown away when he, we keep his commandments now what is the commandment he's talking about this is my commandment that you have to abide in otherwise you cannot abide in my love that you love one another as I have loved you. That's the commandment. Pause here. In fact, uh, okay, you pause here. We'll read it again. Pause here. Go to Romans 15, 8. 
Romans 15:8. Uh, use King James. Romans. I quote this all the time. Romans 13, 8. Use King James for this and then you switch back. Okay, Romans 13, 8. Very good. All no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Hey! Just by loving your neighbor, you fulfill the law. Oh, don't do this. Do that. Don't do this. No, 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 no. Let's see why. And then we'll go back to our verse. Verse 9, please. Please. Verse 9. I'm gobsmacked. For this, <laughs> thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Next verse. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So whatever you need to do to make sure that you are fulfilling this verse, do it. Because love will not work any ill to his neighbor. And therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. That's why Jesus said, this is the commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Now let's go back to John 15. I think it's 12 or 13. Uh, go to 12. Yes. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. That is the Christian duty. Not to fight. Not fist fights. Not fighting. You, you have to fight the fight of faith. You have to fight for the church. You have to fight for uh, salvation. You have to fight for souls. But in every fight, if it's not under the banner of love, it is not God's fight. If any, you have to fight. But if you are fighting and it is not under the banner of love, which is defined in 1 Corinthians 13 and what I'm about to show, then it is not God's fight. You are fighting maybe and a different fight from a different source. Hallelujah. Very important. Next verse. Great who glory. What a blessing. Greater love has no one than this that someone laid down his life for his friends. Continue. Oh man, you guys, please flow so that I can flow in the message. I don't know, maybe fix whatever needs to be fixed in your dealings so that we can let it work. Maybe get the whole chapter and then look through the verses so that you don't have to be flipping through. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. Verse 16. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed or ordained you that you should go and bear fruit 
that is why we're chosen or we're, of course we're chosen for many reasons but we're chosen and appointed to bear fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name who glory to God he may give it to you I want God to give me what I ask for it means I must bear fruit I said I must bear fruit it means I must bear fruit now what does God mean by bear fruit I believe there are two types of fruit that Christians bear not insignificant but very significant not one but two we have inward fruits and outward fruits of works don't shut me down I'm preaching good here the outward fruits of works are the fruit of service to God church work laboring for Christ doing the work of God winning souls those are the outward fruits why am I saying outward fruits because what is in the inside what God has put in the inside will be poured out or will will be proved by the fruits of winning souls for Jesus the love that God has put in us oh hope make it not a shame but the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which has given to us that love that that fruit ah, how can you love God and love your neighbor and not tell someone that Jesus loves you how can you love God and love your neighbor and not try to help the church and try to serve in the church I asked someone some time back long ago can you help in church can you can, can you read scriptures no I will not I serve God in my own different ways I said wow <laughs> so I had to take that answer <laughs> yeah and maybe he does maybe she does I don't know but what I do know is that whatever you serve in whatever way bear fruit <laughs> what do you think yes we have to bear much fruit we have to serve we have to we, we have to do things in the church they, they, they are th- because if the Christians are not bearing fruit the church cannot move forward let me give you a few more verses and we'll continue we are talking about the outward fruit of service Ephesians 2.10 ESV let's switch back to ESV Ephesians 2.10 not 8 please 10 for we are his workmanship or his masterpiece at the NLT says masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works for good works for good works go back to ESV for good works yes NLT yes masterpiece for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them what are the good works making money for your company what are the good works being a political party those are the good works Good works of service to God were created by God to the put, to be put on earth. What what is my existence on earth for? To work, die. Is that why the, the, the chickens at least can be eaten? Chickens are red, and there's a the, there's a product. I mean, there, there there is a benefit for the chicken. You look after a chicken. You you you've raised the chicken, and you 
slaughter the chicken, you eat the chicken. But human beings, you come to this world, you live, you work hard, you toil, you retire, and most people don't live too long after retirement, and you die. What is the use? What is the use? It must be that the good works is, are better than this. The good works has to do with helping people, helping people to go back to heaven. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Helping people to fulfill God's will. Helping people to, to go to, to helping God bring, uh, how does it, helping God to bring into being his original plan. Where people would be in fellowship with him and be with him as he is their God and their communion, their communion. They are fellowshipping together as God and his creation. Not to go and uh, 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 make money for your company. The company, we are making money for the company only to survive, to do our purpose on earth. Let me repeat that again. I work to make money for my company so that I'll be paid enough to be able to live in this world and do the work God brought me into this world to do. That's why I'm working. Oh, this should be the clap should be high, stronger. This is true. Ephesians four. Um, am I preaching to someone? Ephesians chapter four. Let's start from verse six. We are talking about the outward fruits. Then we'll go to the inward fruits. Hallelujah. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Because remember that when I look at my life, God will not see a perfect person, but God will see someone who says, look, just like Catherine Coleman. If you are looking for a golden vessel, out. Silver vessel, out. You are looking for someone who is a yielded vessel who says, I want to try. I want to do it the best way I knew how. Simple. You can put your skill for Jesus. When you meet Jesus, what are you going to say? Are you going to say, oh, I didn't try? Hey, you meet Jesus. Oh, I, I, I should have tried. I didn't. No, I want to say I tried. I tried. I didn't get it right most of the time. But at least I tried. next verse but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ when I keep looking it means change it <laughs> wherefore he said <laughs> when he ascended up on high he led captivity captive now, what does that word he led captivity captive means? He went to Abraham's bosom and took Abraham's bosom to heaven and left the burning where the rich man was, left it in the region of the dead. Hades or hell, which hell is translated Hades or Tarticus or Tarkus or and Gehenna in the New Testament. Tarkus or whatever it is, is the place where the angels who sinned most likely with a woman who left their first uh, habitation 
and sinned a special sin different from Satan's sin, they are in chains of darkness reserved for the judgment. Then we have Hades, which is the region of the dead. Before Christ came, the, all the good, bad were all in Hades. One was uh, 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 those who didn't have faith in God, who were not of God, were in fire. And then there was a compartment far off which was Abraham's bosom, which was a place of rest. Before Abraham, where was the bosom? Where were they going? They were in a place of rest there. Now, when Jesus Christ came, he led captivity captive, took Abraham's bosom to heaven. So right now, when you die, you don't go down to Hades to wait. You go up, glory. Put your hands together for Jesus. You go up. So when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. That's what it means. And gave, so he, and gave gifts to men. He gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. Oh, hallelujah. What are the gifts? Let's continue. Uh, please, uh, did I say King James? Okay, use uh, this one. Use NLT for this. Because it needs to be very clear so that I don't have to explain too much. Notice that it says he ascended. How can God ascend? What is hard on God that he should ascend? That's why it says, notice that it says he ascended. This means that Christ first came down to the lowly world in which we live. Because for him to ascend, it means he must have come down before he can ascend. There's nothing above him for him to ascend. Why are you ascending to when you are the highest? Unless you went down, then you went up. No, okay, continue. The same one who came down is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens. Of course, higher than all the heavens because God doesn't live in heaven in terms of the second heaven. God does not live in the universe. If he lives in the universe before he created the universe, where was he living? He's outside the universe. That's why he ascended higher than all the heavens or higher than all the, st the stars, the first heaven, the second heaven, higher than all the planets, the galaxies so that he could so that his rule might fill the entire universe so you see that the universe is one so the heavens are included in the universe so he, he he might rule the entire universe king james says well look at king james that he might fill the entire universe with himself that's why i like using the other versions king james he descended the same also ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things and then um, ESV. He descended. He who descended is the one who ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Hallelujah. There's a version. Anyway, let's continue. He might fill the entire universe with himself because he is almighty God, the all-breasted one. Let's continue in NLT and continue. Verse 11. is the one who gave these gifts think about it all. jesus when he was ascended, he went down when he was coming back up on his way up he gave gifts and then he continued he is the one who gave these gifts to the church what are the gifts apostles the prophets the evangelists 
and the pastors and teachers. I pray that there will be many of the fivefold ministry from this church who will go into the world, plant churches, do crusades, evangelism. I cannot be the only one who does crusade. God forbid that only one or two people will do crusades so that the world perishes. No, one will be doing it here, one will be doing it there, one will be doing it here, one will be doing it there, so that the whole world, there will be people spread doing it. If Christ comes in two years' time, is Christ going to be happy with us when it's only one or two people doing it and then the rest of the world is scattered to hell? No, he'll be happy if people are scattered all over doing it. This one, it makes more sense than hallelujah. Yeah. So there'll be more and there'll be more teachers who teach people the truth who will teach people the truth there will be more pastors who look after people I liked all the five-fold ministry I wanted all of it why not you can have what you say I want the apostolic I want the evangelistic I want the pastoral I want the pastors uh, yeah, the teaching I want the what have I missed the prophetic why not? I've seen an example of uh, someone who is doing it. Bishop Dark has all the five gifts, fivefold. It means that God can give it to someone. Why can't I get it myself? Why can't you get it yourself? Do you want it? You can have it. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Okay, let's continue. Now, he is the one who gave these gifts to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. For what reason? Quickly, please. Okay, yes. The, their responsibility. Whose responsibility? Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Did you get that? So, anytime you see a prophet, anytime you see a pastor, anytime you see a teacher, anytime you see an apostle, Anytime you see an evangelist, their primary responsibility, we have death. primary, Joel, primary responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build the church, the body of Christ. Those are the outward fruits. Let's continue. Until when? Verse 13. Until we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. Knowledge of God's Son. Jesus is the center of it all. God has allowed that Jesus Christ, everything is about Jesus. Then when Jesus, all rule in, in, in Corinthians, when all rule has been given to Jesus and all, all his enemies are under his feet, then God will be all in all. Bound to then, oh precious Jesus, yes, I thank you for your blood, precious Jesus, I thank you for your body broken for me.
So that, 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 that is it. We come to the knowledge of the Son of God. That's the outward. Let's get a few more. Titus 2, 14. Let's start from 13 to 14. NLT still. Titus. In fact, ESV. ESV. We want to make sure it is yeah, ESV. Training uh, Titus 2, 13 and 14. Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our great God and Savior. Who glory to God. Put your hands together for the Lord. I remember on, on, on Facebook, I was, I, I was debating with some people who said, about Jesus, I, I was saying that Jesus is God, and they are, the verses are there to back it. They were saying that He's an angel, He's this. And I said, Okay, then when you give the verses, explain it, they'll dodge it. There is no one who can go head on when you bring the verses head on. Jesus, Thomas said, My Lord and my God, worship Him. Explain it, or they'll dodge it. And this is one of those ones who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself that's Jesus Christ a peculiar to, see, to purify for himself a people so Jesus purified him uh, 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 for himself a people those watching those here are you part of those he purified or you better say yes if you are a Christian now let's see what he expects you to do and I to do. For his own possession, who are zealous for good works? Zealous for good works. Zealous for good works. So God is saying that Jesus Christ purified for himself a peculiar people who are zealous for good works. Look at Titus 3.8. Many others. I'll just say this one. One more. Now look at how strong this statement is. The saying is trustworthy. And I want you to insist on these things. So that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. There's no need to go into what the good works is. It's the gospel. Otherwise, I have to give other translation. It's the gospel. It's the work of God. How many I get on them say these are the outward fruits? These are the outward fruits. I said what these are the outward fruits that God wants us to have, but they are also inward fruits of the Holy Spirit. Now you ask yourself: if I win a soul and the soul backslides, did they remain? Did they remain? They are, they've gone but if the spirit if God's love is in me and I'm walking in love I can make sure the love remains 
I can't control what a, say, a, a church member will do. I cannot control what a soul will do. But I can control by the Holy Spirit how I allow the love or the fruit of the Holy Spirit to remain in me. That's why you need the two. Because we saw it. God cannot tell you and I to do something we cannot do. You go back to John 15, 16. Am I preaching to somebody here? You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Look at this in NLT. That word remain. You didn't choose me. I chose you and appointed you to go and produce fruit that will last. Did you get that? That will last. So that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. So we have fruits of service. Then we have inward fruits that we can trust God, pray to God, work on ourselves so that those fruits will remain. If I'm walking in love, I can make it remain. I can put on charity, like the Bible says, and it will remain. Oh, I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. So we need the two, we need the outward fruit. Because if you have inward fruit in you, it will produce outward fruits. It cannot be that you have inward fruit of the Holy Spirit and you are sitting at, in church, at a, you are just sitting down warming the pews. Not, not the inward fruit of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. That will not make you sit down and warm the pews. It will make you serve God. It will make you bear fruit. Am I preaching to somebody? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Galatians. Or the epistle of Apostle Paul to the church at Galatia. Let's go to chapter 5. From verse 13. 23. ESV, please. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So we are free because anyone who is in Christ is free from the law. Anyone who is in Christ is not under the law, but under grace. But not being under the law should not give you license to sin. That's why God, the Bible says, God forbid. So, if we are free, it's good. But let's not let our freedom give us access or the opportunity for the flesh to rule. But through love, you see where love comes in again. But through love, serve one another. Let me repeat that again. So we serve each other through love. And we do not allow our freedom to give us an opportunity for the flesh. But in love or through love, we serve one another. Next verse. Next verse, please. For the whole law. Oh. Okay, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. The whole law. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now remember that love, we'll talk a lot, that there's a lot to say about love. 
But remember that love for someone to obey and fulfill the first commandment of God, the law of God, we must love everyone as Christians. To prove that you are a Christian and not an unbeliever, you must love the brethren. Remember we shared that before I left. So loving the brethren, 1 John, is proof that you are a Christian. If you don't love the brethren, unless the Bible is not true, you are not a Christian. Very clear. But you might be upset with a, a Christian. You might be offended with a Christian. That has nothing to do with loving the Christian. I was listening to a message and the pastor was saying that yeah I think Kenneth Hagin he was saying that someone said I hate my mother-in-law a man said I hate my mother-in-law and Kenneth Hagin said are you a Christian she said yes no you cannot hate your mother I think it was a guy you cannot hate your mother-in-law you are not happy with your mother-in-law so don't say I hate my mother-in-law rather say that because I'm a Christian I love my mother-in-law I'm not happy. With, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. There's a difference between, I know there are some people who, when they hear, I remember there was a pastor who went for a funeral in a certain state. When he went for the funeral, there was a, another pastor who was, when he saw the person, he was panting at the back, panting like palpitations because he saw the person. That cannot be love. That cannot be love. And then went to make a call, went to that's not love. I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That cannot be love. Especially someone who God has used to bless you. It's not love. Hallelujah. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's the law. Let's continue. But if you bite... There you go. Oh, the, you see, the church, one of my old bosses, when I used to work in Connecticut or Connecticut, one of my old bosses or one of my, one of my old, yeah, old bosses, his car had a car problem and I had to drive him home. When I put the car on, Christian, my pastor was preaching. Bishop Doug was preaching fiery, powerful message. As he was preaching, the guy said, "Ah, uh, why are you one of these guys who Christian guys?" I said, oh, "Yes, I believe in it." What about you? He said, "No, I don't believe in this Christianity because there are a lot of hypocrites, people who fight each other, hate each other. I don't believe in that." Why did he say he didn't believe in that? Because of biting and devouring one another. That's why Jesus said that you are a true Christian. You prove to the world that you are Christians if you love each other. But so so and sometimes in my outreach, people serving people, Minneapolis. When we go on outreach and we are witnessing to people, oh, this Christianity, no, 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 no. You know, this full of envy, jealousy, hatred, and backbite. I mean, people betray you. That's 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 what people think about Christians. That's why and Jesus knew all that. That's why Jesus said John 13, 34, and 35. And then remember to come back here. Let me show you. Yeah. 
John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Verse 35. By this, by this, not a church attender, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, you are true Christians, if you have love for one another. That is the proof. That's why the world is saying that these hypocrites, oh, this, that's why. Let's switch back to Galatians or the, the epistle to the church at Galatia. But if you bite and devour, it is, it is in the recent year, since in the recent year that I've learned that look, Christians, <laughs> Christians can lie and bite and devour one another. We have to learn not to do that as Christians. So what people were saying as I was witnessing to them, I've seen examples of those things. Yeah. I tell you, to my surprise. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. People can be, con you can be consumed by one another. The biting, the devouring. That's why even if people are biting and devouring you at work, people are biting and devouring you, a, a Christian, whatever, just stay out of that and still walk in the banner of love and let people continue to devour and bite. You realize that they are biting the air because we are in God's protection and his love. Huh, huh, huh. Come. Where is Phoebe? Yes, she's rushing here. Come. This is the banner of love here. God's domain of love, which protects now I can't go here you can bite is it is it that did I bite you put your hands together for you verse 16 <laughs> but I say walk by the spirit these things is for us so let's take it because we can easily as the church goes we can easily start biting You can easily start doing that. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Yes. When we walk by the Spirit. What does it mean to walk by the Spirit? I remember I was in church one day. I was a new convert. And a senior pastor was asking pastors, what does it mean, this verse? One person said, oh, when you are led by the Spirit, the pastor said, no way. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? Or oh, when you have the feel of the Holy Spirit? No. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit of God? It means to be led by the Word of God. Yes. Because the Spirit of God leading you, Jesus explained everything. Jesus said, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but he will speak what I'm telling him to say. So if the Spirit of truth, if, if you are being led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is leading you through the Word, and it's the Word of God that will lead you. Because the Holy Spirit is to testify of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. But I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. May you and I walk by the Spirit. Next verse. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. Yes. The desires of my flesh are against the Spirit. 
the desires of your flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. Oh, I want to please God. I want to serve God. I want to do God's work. But the desires of the flesh says, no, let me make money instead. I want to wake up to pray. Hey, my shatter. The desires of the flesh says, let me sleep. The desires of the spirit says, let me fast. The desires of the flesh says, let me eat. For these are opposed to each other. I want to serve God. I want to live for God. I was talking to a young lady who is now a part of my domain. She's from another country. And I was talking to her and she, she was, I was saying, she said she wants to serve God. One of my family members. I want to serve God. I want to serve God. I want to, I don't care about where. I, then I asked her a question. So if you are able to come to a certain place where there's riches, what will you do? To see the answer. And give a good answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. And, 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 and you could tell that what point was I even making? Yeah, you could tell that the desire was strong to serve God. Yeah. But you can have somebody else who has a strong desire to serve God, but the different things around them will prevent it. Will choke it. Am I preaching to somebody? Will prevent it. There's a lady I was speaking to before. I think now she's sorry. But before, I said, come on, you can do it. Serve God. Let's serve God together. We can do it. This is the one who I went in the snow with her to some outdooring, some child naming ceremony on a Saturday night and after, and it was packed to capacity. It was snowing heavily, wild snow. The next day, the church was almost empty, but they were able to go for that program. But I said, look, you are, come on, you can do it. She said, I'm willing. I'm just not able. Then I said, pray. Philippians 2, 14. Pray. Now, I think it's 13. I, I, I don't know why I keep getting mixing the two, but Philippians 2, Good. 13 says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So if you have the willing part that God gave you, pray that he will give you the ability to do. And I hear she's doing wonderful. I hear she's doing wonderful. I hear she's doing wonderful. Hallelujah. But the works of the flesh, let's go back to it. They, con they, they contend the flesh and the spirit. Can't you see it? At least it's happening in me, in me all the time. What I want to do, what my flesh wants, my spirit doesn't want. What my spirit wants, my flesh doesn't want. And the main thing is that you must one by one tackle them. Let the spirit control. Let the flesh, the things of the flesh, zero. Spirit win. Next. Flesh zero. Spirit win. It's a battle till we die. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. And the you is your spirit. So the works of the flesh are opposed and the, the, the works of the flesh keep us from doing what we really want to do. But God, may God help us and give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's just finish uh, uh, and then we'll, next week we'll just hit on 
the fruit of the spirit. Let's continue, please. Verse 18. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Like I said, you can only be led by the spirit if you are in Christ. And if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And therefore, if you are not under the law, you are not under the curse of the law and the, I mean the whole it's a whole list. It means you are not under the law. You are not, you don't have to fulfill the, the, the righteous requirements of the law. Why? Because Jesus fulfilled it for us. If I'm in Christ, then what Jesus did to be to for his righteous standing has been given to me as a free gift. So when God sees me, then he checks. Christian, yes. What does it mean to be a Christian? He believes in Jesus, that Jesus died, bloodshed, rose from the dead, accepted his free gift. Okay. What did Jesus do? Jesus came lead a perfect life, 100% righteous. Okay, David Sackey is 100% righteous. Oh, wow. He, he sinned yesterday. Or John Jackson sinned yesterday, murdered someone. But he's giving his life to Christ or he's asked for forgiveness. 100% righteous. Because of what he did, not because of what we did. Glory, 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 glory. Let's continue. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality. Works of the flesh. We got to fight it. Impurity. Works of the flesh. We got to fight it. Sensuality. Works of the flesh. We got to fight it. We talked about all this before, so I'm just listing them. Idolatry. Works of the flesh. We got to fight it. And which one is as the... the uh, uh, in the sin of iniquity, stubbornness, uh, uh, rebellion. Which one? One of them is idolatry. Do you remember? The, 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 uh, 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 Samuel told, uh, yeah, turn to it and see. But uh, rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness are the sin of idolatry. Let's get to it so that because we are live, you know, I don't want to quote the wrong thing. Sorcery. Hey, some people practice sorcery. First Samuel fifteen twenty-three. All right, what does First Samuel fifteen twenty-three mean? And then go back to Galatians five twenty. First Samuel fifteen twenty-three. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as the iniquity of idol worship. Yes, yeah, so yes, thank you. So for rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. So anytime you rebel, you are similar to a witch to God. Hey, hey, hey. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. So when you are stubborn, it's like iniquity and it's like idol worship in front of God. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. Let's quickly finish for tonight. Gal Galatia. Did you get that? Idolatry, sorcery, enmity. Enmity. This is my enemy. I'm your enemy. That's why I'm panting like that. <laughs> palpitations <laughs> are you my enemy I don't have any enemies by the devil strife if there's strife strife what have I done to you that you are fighting me why is there a quarrel it's works of the flesh 
But you see, that's what the, this one is easy for all of us. That's what the enmity is. The, the, it's a different story. But that's what the strife. I had strife with Abigail over the week weekend. I've stri- My daughter, I'm always there's always fight strife. So it means that we have to tame that. But the nice thing is that right after the strife, settle, peace, beauty. What do you think? Haven't we quarreled and our faces are tied, squeezed? But it doesn't make it right. It still works out of the flesh. Even though I'm preaching it, it still works out of the flesh. I just, so I, I performed the work of the flesh a, week, a few days ago. When was the last time we called? Three days ago. So I actually performed work of the flesh three days ago, myself and my daughter. Yeah. So we have to fight that. But it's very difficult with the child, with your daughter. How are you going to fight? How are you going to deal with that? How? But you have to do it. <laughs> Just means that she needs to submit more. <laughs> I thought you put your hands together for the Lord and laugh at you. Jealousy. The only one who has the right to be jealous is God. Because he said, I am a jealous God and my name is Jealous. But the jealousy of God is not the sinful one. But human beings, when we are jealous, is envious. It is not good. It brings about evil. But God's jealousy is more like jealous love. I, I, I love you so much that I'm... T- you, 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 you like someone more than me. I'm too jealous of that. You, you like money more than me. You like this serving other gods more than me. You like the pleasures of sin more than me. I'm jealous. You like your child more than me. You like your spouse more than me. You like your job more than me. I'm jealous. That's, that's pure holy versus our kind of jealousy. That's why it is part of the works of the flesh. Fits of anger. Rival, rivalries. Rivalries. You are my rival. Why? What have I done to you? Have I insulted you? I mean, this is what you must ask yourself when you are trying to be a rival of someone. Ask yourself, did, 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 did they fight? I mean, what have they done to you? Why is it that I'm, you are my rival? What have you done? So I have to ask myself, why should you be my rival? Why should there be a rival? Why? I have to do that. So I, you and I have to always examine ourselves as to why we should have a rival. What do you think? Why should we have a rival? How can it be that all of a sudden we are enemies? Dissensions. Divisions. This group. I always fought it when in, in, in church. This is my group that group clicks don't talk to this person only this group you talk to I I thought it in church this is the elite group or this is the X group there's the Y group no it happens in churches all over the world this is the white group a mixed church this is a white group this is the non-white group 
That's why God forbid that this is a, a black church. This is an all nations church. We see Indians here, we see whites here, we see Chinese here, we see Spanish here. Oh, in Jesus' name. International. Envy. Drunkenness. When you are drunk. Booze. I used to booze all the time. I know the time that I used to booze. Throw, I've thrown, many at the times I've thrown up in alcohol. Many at the times I have. Many at the times I've made a fool of myself because I was drunk and I was talking like an it like I didn't have uh, wisdom. I wasn't thinking, you know, I was talking like a fool. Drunkenness. Orgies. Where multiple, you go to a room or a party. You see any man you like, you are a woman. You see any man, go. You can have. He can have you at will. <laughs> you are a man. You go to. You see woman. Any woman. All you need to do is to take some vitamin, take these steroids, and you can have anyone you want. No, I'm serious. That they have those things. You have steroids. You can. You can have whoever you want. You can just keep going. That's demonic. Those things are what when we people are being initiated to certain rituals, they use orgies for that. And the like, and things like these. I warn you, please remove that quickly so I can read it and be close. I warn you. <laughs> Only that the word that I warn you is the what I'm reading, not I'm not warning you. But I'm, I'm reading God warning us. I warn you, as I have warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's why when there's a beef, you quickly settle it. Quickly settle it. What do you think? I'm not aware, just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? Let's speak to Jesus. Speak to God the Father in the name of Jesus. Speak to God the Father in the name of Jesus. Give you abundance for Jesus. Just speak to him about these things we've heard. Let us love each other, Lord. Let this church be a church that loves. Let, let, let it be love that is engaging, love that is attractive. When people come, real love, this church needs to be full of love. May we not just love in this church, but let us love in every aspect of our lives. Help us in our deficiencies to love, to do well, 
to please you to please you Jesus oh please you Jesus we want to please you we want to please you This is all I really want to do. To be pleasing you, pleasing. 